Welcome back to our listeners, and thank you for tuning in for another 15-minute reset. I am your host, Lori Carice. Today, we have our guest, Victoria Rader, possibility coach and founder of Why You To Shine. So I am so excited about our topic today, and I have a feeling you're going to have a little twist, but it's Surrender to Love. Welcome, Victoria. Thank you so much, Lori. It's a joy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. So tell us, how how do we surrender to love? You know, I uh, have to say that the concept of surrender came in uh, in a very feisty, rebellious, non-surrendering way for me. You know, genetically, I was born in the Soviet Union in, in uh, Ukraine, and as you can see very well, we don't just lay down and take it. <laughs> There's no concept of surrender. And But the jokes aside, the spiritual concept of surrendering has always fascinated me, and so I've been studying and meditating and had a very interesting insight. I was in one of the, my very special places that was that is special and unique for me. And had this internal conversation, you know, how we refer to talking to God, the voice of knowing, intuition, you know, whichever language you use to describe the conversation with the inner guidance that I think we all have connection to. And uh, had this prompting, you know, I said, well, are you sitting on the bench right now? I'm like, I am. Well, lift up your feet. I'm like, what? lift up my feet, you know, and you know, you know, nobody can hear your conversation in your mind. But all of us sometimes are freaked out by our thoughts. And we're like, Oh, my gosh, if somebody could just hear, right? And so I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna lift up my feet. And as I lift up my feet, it became very clear that I now was surrendering full weight to the bench, that surrender wasn't about giving up. It was giving away the unnecessary burdens I have chosen to carry. And so the process of surrender to love in our daily life is the way I see it, is that moment of pause and asking yourself, what am I dragging right now that is burdening me and that's sucking my life out of me? Because to me, love is an acronym for life originating, vibrant emotion, energy in motion. And when you surrender to love, you choose life. You choose life. So you ask yourself, is what I'm doing energizing and giving life? Because if it isn't, you're fighting against love. You know, there are two ways to prepare the same dinner. One through resentment and pain and unfairness and self-pity and victimization. And one of surrendering to love. There are two ways to do everything. And so it's just moment of, I love the name of your podcast of reset, pausing long enough to say, how can I reset this situation to surrender to love? How can I pour life into what I'm doing? Absolutely. I mean, the whole reason behind, you know, a reset, pause, reset. I mean, clearly the pandemic gave us that pause, um, you know, what's important, what isn't, you know, making changes, shifts and changes because your energy, you could not take in so much negative anymore. You had to work through it and find the good, find a path. Where was this going? And we were all out of control. None of us had any control. So you, you were forced to pause. 
right? I mean, you you no longer had control of what was happening next, especially during, you know, days of lockdown. Um, so for me, I think I, my reset was also about reframing. So now I try to reframe things. And it's funny, I wrote down, you know, the resentment of dinner. Um, I do. <laughs> I feel like I have that resentment of dinner. It's like, oh, it's that time again. I have to stop and, you know, figure things out and, and get things going. Sometimes I'm in the middle of other things, but I like the idea more of surrendering and having boundaries and being present and reframing that moment. Because honestly, you were talking about talking to yourself and what's going on through your head. It's actually almost my meditation time when I'm cooking, making dinner. So instead of it being my burden, maybe I really need to make that. That's my, my, my time to myself, even though I don't love maybe the chore or everything arounding it. Um, it is sometimes those household tasks that I'm really thinking, thinking my way through things. Yeah. Gorgeous. You know, and I think to add to that, uh, uh, you know, deep analysis of the COVID also that you kind of have brought in in terms of the um, loss of control. I think I look at it also from a perspective that it's not necessarily took away the external control, but it showed us in a painful way that having it is an illusion. You know, <laughs> we live under illusion of controlling the external outcome. And I think COVID made it painfully, literally aware that no, we do not. The only thing we ever will control is the internal effort and the external effort, never the outcome. The realization of that is not devastating. It is actually very freeing because you no longer are responsible for perfect outcome. And the burden of that is lifted because you trust that as you focus on controlling what you put in energetically through your thoughts, emotions, and your effort, and you allow for the universal unfolding of the best possible outcome, which might or might not be what you think it is, you open your life to miracles. So I look at COVID as a gift, if we choose to accept it, a full realization that what we ever control is the only thing we are to control, which is our mindset, which of course I see as the set of six mental faculties. No, I agree. I think, you know, a lot of people had a much worse time during the earlier time of, of COVID and pandemic. I'm very fortunate. Um, you know, my family and friends stayed healthy, but that's not everybody's story. Um, I have been able to look at that time and those aggressive shifts that you had no control over as being an opportunity. I actually did a lot of changes with my business. I'm a 14 year entrepreneur and I work for myself in the events industry. What do you do when your events business is down? You start a podcast, right? It was my way of staying busy and relevant and doing community outreach with my clients and my my community. I do local family events. So it was a way for me to stay connected, but also kind of level up in my business. I wasn't ready to learn the tech. 
but I did it. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to be afraid of it. I've got the time. Let's do this. I had kids doing distance learning. I also needed a little bit of something for myself. So I actually feel like I found some advancements and some open doors. So that's why I also like that you call yourself a possibility coach, not a life coach, wellness coach, business coach, probably all of it through possibility. So tell me a little bit about that. The term came around, I, I've built, uh, you've said 14 years, I've built a business and it's 14th year also, and it's been 100% by referral. And so about a year ago, when we were rebranding the business because it's grown and we now have products and other coaches, um, my branding marketing partner said, you need to brand yourself. What is it that you do? And I emailed my uh, database of my clients and I said, hey guys, huge favor. When you refer me out to somebody, what do you tell people that I do? And then it was really a tender period in my life for a couple of days when the responses came in and and it was, you know, I didn't think it was possible to fight cancer and now I'm five years in remission. It wasn't possible to get out of debt and now I bought my home. And while the stories were different and poignant for me, you know, because there were people behind those stories, but the word possibility was just there. And I thought, okay, you know, so how is it possible that people think I make it possible? Because I don't. It's very important to know that I can't make anything for anyone possible. But what I can do is encourage and empower them to make a jump from it's possible maybe for somebody somewhere to yes, it's possible for me today, now, and this is how. And then you take that internal possibility of unique talent and then I say you develop a path of probability. We shift the subconscious possibility and then we say these are the practical steps to support it. And balancing the two, I think, frees a person to be more of who they are. So I am very clear that I, by myself, make nothing possible. <laughs> so I love that you really took what your clients were saying and 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 people that knew you, you know, what do you say about me? And I, I love that you were able to kind of tunnel in on those terms that was a reflection on how they at least see you, even if you didn't see it yourself. Do you see it yourself now? I see it as a, as a gift from them. I see it um, in a very bright color, looking at my whole life and going like, oh my gosh, how was it possible to be selling real estate and homeschooling my kids and become number percent one agent in the country while working only 20 hours and not working on Sunday? Like it, when you're in it, you know, I live my life one breath at a time and it's just presence of what is the best way to surrender to love now is the question I ask all the time. But when you look back, you seem to have accomplished things that people would not think are possible. So it makes perfect sense to me, but only looking back and only as a gift of the way of perception that they gifted me with very much so. So and, and it's a your question was a gift for me as well to put it in that frame, actually. So thank you. Wonderful. Well, here's my other thought. You know, a lot of people position working with clients, working with people, helping them uh, get to the next space is, you know, what's holding you back, right? How about reframing that? What do you have a hard time seeing as possible that you want to make possible? You know, that gave me chills, Lori, because the, the genius of 90% of what I do is in that question, because I say Shakespeare was the first metaphysic 
psychological scientist, whether he knew it or not, because he said to be or not to be, that is the question. And so what does that mean in my framework, right? What it means is that we constantly answer either how not to be broke, upset, abandoned, sick, uh, fat, the list goes on for all of us, or how to be fit, radiant, loved, respected, prosperous. It can't be both ways. We literally manifest into our life the frequency of what we don't want, of not to be, or the frequency of to be. So when a person comes to me with a question says, what's my block? They are manifesting it with that question, as opposed to what's my opportunity? So, you know, and then of course I say the 90% of the genius answer isn't a question and you've just proved it. So. <laughs> wow, I'm going to feel good walking away from this today. <laughs> I do. I'd like to read between the lines and look what's behind certain things, because I think that's where your real aha moments are, even discovering together. So I appreciate that. I, I see you have a... Uh, a quiz. Do you want to talk about that and lead our listeners to the quiz? Yeah, the quiz is moneyquiz.me. And the reason it's money quiz because money is energy and it's the easiest energy to observe in our patterns of behavior. And it will be very telling of other energies. All of us come with a very powerful drive or emotion. For some, it's value. For some, it's compassion. So what the quiz does in a very fun way, it's a free quiz, it shows you your driving energy. What is your way of surrendering to love? And it also shows you which three universal laws, if you apply them, will open you up to more prosperity. Because maybe those laws are a little bit overridden by the strength of your emotion. And the reason it's dot me, moneyquiz.me, is because everything with do has to do with a little formula of little m, big E where it's matter, surrendering to energy, mortal to eternal, manifesting to essential, and material to, no, manifesting to expensive and material to essential. So it's a reminder that there isn't just money. There is a whole being of who we are and relationship with money is just one of the very small aspects of how we build our life. I love that explanation. Thank you. I'm going to make sure to drop that in show notes, but for our audio listeners, that again is moneyquiz.me. So Victoria, this has been a wonderful reset. And again, for our podcast listeners, I'm going to easily have all of your content and show notes. But for our radio listeners, tell us how to find you. The best way to find me is on our site, youtoshine.com, yu, number two, shine.com, and an Instagram handle, V-I-C-A, Vika underscore Raider, R-A-D-E-R. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you, Lori. And this has been another 15-minute reset.